Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the War Room. We got Tez, Q, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, the hot block commander. How you want to end up one or two hour show to keep the brain running with the premises talk sports on a national level? Roll with the topic, sort of like the rubber with game talent like the Fab Five doing prime time. Sports conglomerates speak their minds a little bit. The sports medicine, the sports veterans and great. The 4 for 26 saw the war in Kuwait. It's the war room with five nights at the round table. Five silly guys diversified and educated. What up, War Room family? You're once again live in the War Room, brought to you by War Room Sports on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Dev McMillan. I'm at the round table with my brother, B. Austin. Uh, Jimmy the Blueprint should be with us in just a few minutes. Look, man, there were some big stories in sports since the last time you guys heard from us, so keep it locked right here, and we're going to give you our point of view on all of them. And if you want to get in on the conversation yourselves, Make sure you sign in right now to the JW Philly Realty chat room at blogtalkradio.com slash the war room, or you can join us on Facebook or Twitter at War Room Sports. You can also call us directly in about 10 to 15 minutes after we gamble with guts and talk a little college football and anything else we decide to do before we get to the phone lines. <laughs> but that number for the digital extreme tech hotline, as usual, is 323-410-0012 before we get started like we do every week, man. We got to make sure that during the week when we're not live on the air that you guys are checking out archive episodes of the show at warroomsports.com, the War Room Sports mobile app, iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spreaker, Google, wherever. Just just look us up. Google us. You'll find us. But um, just make sure you do that. If you, you know, if you come to a program late, I, I really don't know why I'm saying this, B. Austin, because if they come late, they're not going to hear nothing I'm saying. But if you happen to come late, you can always get the archive episodes at another time. So I guess I got to give that message some other way, because how the hell are you going to know if you came late? Either way, man, did you watch uh, any of the footage of George H.W.'s homegoing ceremony? Hey, hold on there. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. I watched just because the dudes in the chat, you know, they got on the chat, started cracking jokes and all that stuff. So I had to see what the hubbub was about. Um, it was interesting to see the moment when Trump and his wife walked in, kind of late, of course. I don't know if that's by design or what. But, um, yeah, it's just little subtle things. And I'm not one of those dudes, B. You know, I'm, I'm not, one, not one of those people that tries to look for fault in everything that president does because at this point I'm I'm with you like like we can complain all we want but there will never be a more entertaining president presidency than the one that we're experiencing right now so you just kind of gotta live with it as they say the cliche it is what it is 
you got to make the best out of certain situations, right? So I just noticed certain things, like when he first got there, right? Uh, uh, an arm, you know, a guard followed them to their seats so they so he could get their coat. So he takes off his coat. You know about this. You're gonna know exactly what I'm talking about because you have children, and your children were once small like my children. You know how a small child takes off a coat where they, they they let the sleeve roll down their arms so once it's off, the sleeve inside out in the jacket. One of my pet peeves, bro. For no reason that's a pet peeve of mine. But the president of the United States, a grown man, you know, who people take jackets for, like, he did that and gave dude the jacket all balled up. Like, dude, all this money, all this supposed home training that you've had in your life, all the high posts, Events that you've been to, you can't take off a coat better than that. <laughs> the coat was balled up, and he gave it to the dude. King like, Savage. That's the thing. Like other people were mad at him, and they, you know, he's racist and all that kind of stuff. I'm mad at the little stuff, man. Learn how to take a coat off, man. <laughs> and I'm upset about it because I get upset about it every day. Like I literally pulled my son to the side the other day to tell him, like, yo, you. You're not three like your sisters, man. You you have to learn how to take a coat off the normal way. Like this is not acceptable. Oh because, man, I'm just you know what little the example be. of our commander in chief, man. <laughs> but listen, because you know with little people like three year olds, right? They do that, and when it's time to put the coat back on, they're not strong enough to bust through the little trap that they made in the sleeve by pulling okay. it halfway out the other way. So then you got to take the coat back got to put your arm in. You got to pull it out. It's just too much. So I think this dude has grown men doing that for him. <laughs> because I happen to notice I know that you small thing. Yeah. It's crazy, man. But no. Um, it's interesting the reason to me how when... Oh, right. uh-huh. oh, the, reason, the reason I said that I don't have about uh, HW is because if 45 had never happened, then he and his sons probably coupled with Ronald Reagan would fit into the slot presently occupied by this dude. Obviously he's 10 times worse. And I think W junior is like thankful because now we forget how terrible he was because dude eclipses anyone else. That's that's exactly what I was about to say though. It's like now that people hate Trump so much like there's this sudden love affair like, with the Bush. They family. like Bush. Right. They like Bush. And it's, see, like, I'm, I'm yeah, like, yo, oh there's a lot God. of business history going on here because people are loving him and talking about how great of a man he was and how he was such an American and cared for the people in the country and all of this kind of stuff. And I'm like, damn, you know, yo, people that's not in love yo, right now. They're making a list like, that. He did this and my he did response, that and he did this. <laughs> my response to that is just like my cousins that uh come from eerie ass, yo, Bush and Reagan move weight <laughs> in the black. Like, you, like, come on, man. Yeah, a lot of, lot of revisionist history going on, man. I, I don't understand it. But it is what it is. You know, I mean, it's like that when people die. I've been to funerals before where people went up and, and talked very glowingly about the dead, knowing like, yo, you talked to me about how you felt about this person before, and you thought they were a POS, but then you come here, and <laughs> it's a whole different thing. 
All right, but let's get into what we're here to do. We'll talk a little bit more about that later because we got the homie Gus Griffin on the line waiting to make his picks uh, for this week against the spread. So you have to fans get ready. Um, and before we do, got to let you know the hot topics segment along with Gus brought by my bookie. Let's talk real quick about how much money you can make betting on sports at my bookie. Of course, we know the NHL, the NFL, the NBA are all chugging along. So if you haven't checked out my bookie yet, it's a great time for you to do that. Just lay down some money on the biggest games in sports. Join us and thousands of other online players placing bets at mybookie.ag. You tired of wondering what services are thinking on your corner when it's pay me time? Shout out to Nas. That's why we urge you to join my bookie. You win, they pay fast, no hassles. You're wasting your time betting anywhere else. They even have in-game live betting so you can place wages after the game starts. And even though we read this drop every week, I still don't understand that part. But if you can do it, go do it. <laughs> Join now and my bookie will match your first deposit with a 100% bonus. You heard it right, 100%. Just use the promo code WARROOM, W-A-R-R-O-O-M, to activate this offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. Play, win, get paid, period. When I be placing bets, like, and and it be in the game, like, I still be looking over my shoulder. Like, I feel like the cops are going to knock down the door and say, yo, that's not legal. You got to come with us. Like, they're yeah. letting you break them off. Like, it's allowed. All right, so let's gamble with Gus real quick. And we got Gus Griffin on the line. Gus, what's going on, brother? How you doing? Pretty good, pretty good. Last week you were two and three for the season. Now you're uh, sitting at five hundred at thirty, thirty and three for the year. So um, it's time to time to get back on track. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, just a thing. I left I left the Raider trick for my Steelers, and that's why I was under five hundred. <laughs> right, right, because you did switch. See, this is the thing that they don't know behind the scenes. You know what I mean? They don't know that. You had a correct pick, and then you said, ah, nah, I ain't going to mess with that game. Switch that point. <laughs> then you switch into a losing situation. All right. So uh, this one, we're going to start you off with the over and un- the over-under for the Titans-Jags. That, Jags, that number is at 37. What are you doing with this one? Okay. Cody Kessler. That should be enough said and all the analysis you need. <laughs> that sounds like an under. <laughs> hey, this guy – he can only generate six points against the Colts defense. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Now this is not going to be a wreck. The worst part about that game. they won the damn game. That's the worst part. I'm I'm ashamed of the Colts. <laughs> <laughs> now, hey, you know, Tennessee has a better defense than Indianapolis. Mario is still not 100. Um, percent Sometimes you can't trust injuries, but elbows for a quarterback, I think that that's something that you don't ignore. So I'm going the under. I, I think this game has. I think it doesn't seem like Tennessee and Jacksonville have played every Thursday night for the last ten years. It just seems like they does. It it does. I think I think Tennessee and Jacksonville Thursday night games is why I've always been sour to Thursday nights. Like no matter what they do, they're actually decent now. Yeah, I have this thing about Thursday night. Like, oh man, I don't nobody want to watch that game. And then some of them are actually okay these days. But you're just so used to being bad games. Um, Exactly. Either 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 Thursday night or in London. Yeah, that's been But I think this game has like thirteen six thirteen six written all over it. I'm taking the under. 
Okay. And then we got uh, the Texans versus uh, those Colts that we just talked about. The line on that one is uh, four and a half, minus four and a half for Houston. What are you uh, doing on this? I'm taking the Texans and laying the four and a half. They're the hottest team in football. The Colts' five-game winning streak was a fraud. Uh, four of the five were at home, and the one road game was in Oakland. And, and I don't think anyone considers playing in Oakland any disadvantage or anything. So, um, I, I, Texans is minus four. And All I, right, cool. I, I need the Texans to win again because w- when they play my Eagles, I want them to be on the longest win streak possible. I want them to be due <laughs> for a loss. <laughs> Because without any kind of, you know, luck like that, we're not going to beat them. So, if they lose to the Colts, then they're going to fire us up. So, I don't want to be a part of that. Um, So, we got the Browns uh, versus Carolina. Browns and the Panthers. What are your thoughts on that one? The Panthers are in a bingo-like spiral. Um, And I don't know. Cam's not 100%. The Browns actually have one of the best two pass rushes in the league, along with the Texans. Um, uh, they, 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 okay, got that pass rush in the league along with the Texans. I, I just think that the, I don't know, I don't think the Panthers are really, I don't think they have a clue as to how to get out of this funk. So I'm taking the Browns plus the two. Okay, and that's it, the interesting part about that. Teams like the Panthers being in that funk. Is kind of leaving a door open for the NFC least to possibly. Exactly. I don't think it's going to happen. Exactly. But possibly get two teams into the playoffs, um, which is going to it, be it, a disaster, it, seeing as though whoever wins the division is going to be at 8 and 8 or 9 and 7. <laughs> so it, how the hell do you get Cam, a, a wild card in, too? <laughs> Cam is an issue, but just for our, our betting, our investing public, um, it's not just him. Like, we know what Cam is, and Cam is subject to have these types of games because he's really, honestly, not that good. But their defense has left them. And so when you're betting on the Panthers, you have to be able to know, all right, well, Luke Kuechly, Thomas Davis, uh, and the other dudes is going to show up, and that's not the case any longer. And I think that's that what last they're month. You're right. That, that was the last month. Poor of their losing streak, and they're not going to be able to figure it out because Cam is never going to be a steady, you know, guaranteed move-the-ball type of quarterback. So if he doesn't have the luxury of going out and only scoring, you know, 18, 19 points a game, he doesn't have that luxury, then they can't win, period, point blank. That's a good point. All right, so let's go with the Packers-Falcons over-under. The number on that one is 50. What you doing? I'm taking the over. Two bad defenses. Uh, Teams teams tend to uh, get a fresh start on the first game after a firing, whether it's the coach's fault or not. They just tend to do things differently when the first guy comes in. So I'm taking that over 50 in that game. Yeah, I would probably take that over too. Um, for the exact same reason. Like they're going to come out emotional. Um, and and per, the Green Bay Packers are probably going to actually look pretty good. But I think it's going to be just that one game hangover after the firing where they come out with all the emotion exactly. in the world and play well. Next week, they'll be back to what they've been. <laughs> they got the coach fired in the first place. All right, and last but not least, we have to, yeah, right, right. <laughs> well, they are who we thought they were. Um, 
we got the Bucks versus uh, the New Orleans Saints. Man, this is a nine-point spread. We all know who that favors, uh, the Saints. So what, do you, what are your thoughts on this one? Okay, now one thing I do every week is I look for the biggest underdogs because one or two of those three biggest underdogs, especially home underdogs, at least one or two of them will always cover. Almost. I mean, you, you can, it's pretty much science. And you got three of them this week. You got the Raiders, uh, 10 and a half, 11 point underdogs to the Steelers at home. You got the Dolphins, 7 and a half, 8 point underdogs to the New England at home. And then you have the Bucks, 9 point underdogs at home to the New Orleans. Well, of those three, just the Bucks seem to be the best picked. Of course, they beat New Orleans earlier in the year. I think the defensive show that Dallas put on you, and I know we don't want to let, let those Cowboy fans go wild, but they put on one of the best defensive shows I've seen in several years. In today's NFL, because um, you could argue that the Saints shouldn't even got a touch. That was a push-off, and it was only continued on that rough in the passer. You could argue the Saints shouldn't even got a touchdown. So yeah. they may be a little – they may be questioning their confidence just a little bit, as great as they were playing, and that would be enough. I know it's the Bucks' defense. That may give you confidence even if you didn't have any, but that may be enough to, for the Bucks to at least stay in that game. So I'm taking the Bucks plus nine. Yeah, you're bringing up bad memories, man. That they, It was surprising. <laughs> it was impressive, but it was all horrifying at the same time because we knew we had to deal with – you know, it was like the Cowboys fans won the Super Bowl tonight. Exactly. <laughs> we had to deal with that at least a week and a half afterwards. Um, all right, so those, those are the picks for the week. Um, uh, watch out on our website tomorrow, guys, for uh, Gus's latest article. Um, it's entitled Why Doc Rivers is Wrong About Black Athletes and Fathers. So if you haven't heard the comment or read the comments from Doc Rivers about this subject, go take a look at those first. Then when you come to worldrunsports.com in the morning and you see this article, you know what the premise is and what, you know, Gus is speaking on. So, Gus, thank you as usual, and we will talk to you next week. What did, uh, uh, wait, hold on. What did, what did Doc say that black athletes are better marrying white women? He joking. We'll oh. talk about it. But, Gus, we'll wrap to you next week, man. <laughs> okay. Take care. All right. You too. All right. Gus Griffin, everybody. Go get your bets in. Uh, it's football time for the weekend. All right. So um yeah, that's interesting. Um, did you hear what he what he talked about, uh, B? Gus uh not Gus. I did not. Doc Rivers. Um, Doc Rivers, right, I'll pull I did it not. Out later. We'll, we'll talk about it a little later when we get into the uh into the hoop rundown. But for now, um, Fred's not going to be with us on the show today. Uh, we're just going to give you the participants in the college football playoff brackets. And uh, if you want in-depth coverage on that, just check out archive episodes of Quick Slants. That's Fred's college football show. You can check that out at warroomsports.com. Or you can go straight to the War Room Sports YouTube page and check that out as well. But the college football playoffs are as follows. If you've been living under a rock and you weren't around for college football selection Sunday, um, the Cotton Bowl Texas will feature on December 29th at 4 p.m. Eastern time, the number three Notre Dame Fighting Irish versus the number two Clemson Tigers. And then you have 
the Orange Bowl to follow at 8 o'clock from down in Miami, Florida. Uh, same date. Number four, Oklahoma, Oklahoma versus number one, Alabama. And what's interesting about this, you know, you have two Heisman candidates in this game. So, you know, you're pretty much you know, going to have two of the top three quarterbacks from this season going head to head. And, you know, somebody's going to have a chip on their shoulder because they didn't end up walking away with that award. So we're going to see how that plays out this weekend as well. Um, B, who are your picks? Who, who, who's going to win these semifinal games? Who's going to represent in the national championship? And then who's going to take the trophy home? Is it going to be status quo? Are we going to have another Bama-Clemson matchup for the 18th year in a row? Welcome to the Roll Tide Invitational, and I'll let Tobias take it from here later on in the show. (laughs) Roll damn tide. So, but who do you think they're going to face? Is it going to be Notre Dame or is it going to be Clemson? Um, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Clemson. Uh, is is likely uh, to get the bludgeoning at the end. Um, around here, uh, obviously, I'm I'm in the Atlanta area, so it was all about the Georgia Bulldogs. That got ended very very quickly, thanks to one Jalen Hurts, who hurt them very badly when T Tia Tupola Tupola Tupase um, <laughs> got injured, and Jalen Hurts came in, and they made him seem like you know Rudy times 20 uh, story ever told. I don't know why, but whatever. Hey, I he was the starting quarterback for them, you know, for the last few <laughs> years. And I, like he just came out of nowhere and walk on and paid his own tuition. And you yeah, know, paid his own. They actually went into the stands and gave him a uniform and told him come and play. Like, come on. Man. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think it'll be an Alabama. Clemson matchup again with Alabama taking home yet another trophy. Um, the Heisman finalists, of course, Dwayne Haskins, quarterback, Ohio State, Kyler Murray, quarterback, Oklahoma, and Tua. We just call him Tua because neither B or I can pronounce his last name, and I'm not even going to try. Um, University of Alabama. Tua Tamanichemadilaloga. Who you got taking the Heisman home? Uh, that boy. Tua. Um, yeah, I, I, I think college football is so fickle that certain things are going to play against him, like the fact that he did end up going out of the SEC championship game while the game was still in the balance and the other quarterback had to win it for him. His statistics aren't going to totally measure up to who I think is going to win, Kyler Murray, because, you know, face it. They were blowing everybody out all season, so Tua was missing whole fourth quarters. Sometimes he was sitting out in the third quarter. So that's a a situation right there where they're going to look at the numbers um, and they're not going to totally match up. And I just think, you know, the voting for this whole thing are are kind of fickle. Um, I don't think it's going to matter that the reason that his numbers aren't what they're supposed to be is because they were beating people so badly every week. (laughs) <laughs> with a lot, you know, having to do with what he was doing, um, that he didn't get a lot of playing time. But I think the nagging injuries over the last few weeks and the fact that, you know, he 
totally went out of the SEC championship game and was replaced by Jalen Hurts, I think that's going to hurt him in the voting. Um, and that's another thing. Like, nope. Jalen Hurts has been playing all season because he gets some, you know, he gets those minutes at the end of the game when Alabama's creaming team. So, yeah, it's not like a rooting yeah. situation where he's never stepped on the, fo- the field before, but, you know, they need Give a story. The how would you how would you feel if you were Jalen Hurts? Like a POS. <laughs> I would have transferred a long time ago. But that's the part of the story. That's why everybody's loving him right now. Um, he took it like a man. He was team first. He stuck around and blah blah blah. I would have transferred like a big dog. I think boys a no- I think boys a noodle for staying. <laughs> like yeah, I mean you were the quarterback of Alabama. You know, no matter what we think of you, somebody would have picked him up. So, I don't know. We'll see. We shall see. But those are your matchups, and those are your Heisman finalists. Now now it's uh, for Jerry Hurts to on to the NFL to mimic Bernard Robinson's career or something. <laughs> All right. Well, well, speaking of the NFL, let's get into some NFL talk, man. And the biggest story of the week um, – was the whole Kareem Hunt. Uh, Hunt chugging right along, having a great season again for the for the Kansas City Chiefs. And at the end of last week, right before, you know, the NFL games were to kick off on Sunday, a video surfaced of Kareem Hunt in Cleveland at his old apartment residence somewhere in Cleveland in an altercation in the hallway with a woman and the video shows him kind of uh, pushing the woman and being restrained from getting at her. He's pushed down the hallway by his friends. Um, a few seconds later, you see him rushing. He must've gotten loose. He rushes out, but he doesn't get to the girl. So he hits one of his homies in the back by mistake during his rush. And that pushes him into the girl. She falls on the ground. She's on the ground holding her head uh, Kareem kind of gets loose again And while she's on the ground He kicks her Now what I've been hearing from a lot of people And you know if you look at the video And you take a you know a nice In-depth look at it Yeah yeah, this is true That he didn't kick her that hard But the, the optics of the situation That are going to bury him If they haven't already buried him Was the fact that he kicked the woman Whether he connected, didn't connect Connected softly <laughs> Whatever it was, he kicked the woman while she was down on the ground. Um, he was immediately placed onto the commissioner's exempt list, which, you know, you can't practice or play with your team until all the investigations are done and whatever's going to happen is going to happen. But almost immediately after that, we got word that the Kansas City Chiefs released him. And I originally thought. The Chiefs are just, you know, they're on their moral police joint because, first of all, Washington is catching a lot of flack for picking up Reuben Foster last last week. Um, Jesus, they up there making it. He's getting a lot of flack for that. And San Francisco is getting a lot of praise for doing what they did immediately releasing Reuben Foster, saying that they had a zero tolerance policy. Now, in this situation, we found out that the reason... Neither one of these narratives are correct, however. Right. 
They released them because they actually knew about the incident. So did the NFL. That stuff always comes out after the fact. But when they spoke to him about the incident in February, he withheld information. So they basically say he lied to them about what happened. You know, I thought this was them covering their butts. I'm sitting here thinking like, Ray all over again. But then when Kareem Hunt goes on ESPN and does a sit-down with Lee Salters, he hops to lying to them, withholding information, not telling them the whole truth, and claims that he understands fully why they – um, at least them. So, what were your thoughts? Have you seen the video? Absolutely. And so, absolutely what were your thoughts have. when you saw this? When you heard this news? Because this is one of the up and coming, you know, stars in the league. This dude already probably can claim being a top three or four running back in the National Football League. Uh, was having a great mm-hmm. season. The Chiefs are having a great season. But is this going to be the 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 straw that breaks Andy's back this year. Like, what were your thoughts about this whole thing? Well, from a football perspective, I can honestly say that Spencer Ware is not Kareem Hunt, and we know this. So, um, <laughs> is it going to break? Is it the straw that's going to lay on Andy's back? Mm, possibly, possibly. And you got a rookie, a rookie QB who, as high as his ceiling is, and what he's been demonstrating. You still have to give him the excuse and the benefit of the doubt as a rookie to say, as well, well as you played. Year, but this first year he's playing. So no, second, first year playing. You you have the excuse yeah. of making that mistake and being able to and not having Kareem Hunt to lean on in the running game. I think that it it may cost them. Um, from the social perspective, one thing that you didn't uh, throw out there, which we'd be remiss for all of our black protectionists um, is, you know, the fact that he claims or the others claim that she used the N-word, nigger, uh, in the um, altercation. That's what he is claiming prompted uh, the response. (laughs) So, you know, know, as as a people, that's our go-to. Like, if it has yeah. anything to do with white people and nobody can, you know, there's no real witnesses there to tell you what really happened, that's the go-to. And that's what he or she called me to call me, you know. Yeah. But, and so I, 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 you know, there are there are folks out there in society who are saying if that word was allegedly used, then he has every right to – um do what he did, and then there are other folks that are saying that there's no excuse ever to treat another human being, especially a woman, in that manner. Um, I'm leaning more towards that um, because there's no – I don't know what she said. I can't see or hear what she said. But what I do know – If the chick said something about your dead mama, kick her out. Call her some names. Keep it moving, and keep it like, and keep it, yeah, keep it moving, right? Really, like there's so, no no reason for us. There's to no trying to rationalize it. Like, yeah, there's no there's no justification for his behavior. Um, I just had to I had to bring that part of the story up. There's no justification, and I feel as though on a certain level, 
while a football player is not the same as a boxer, the physical disparity between a professional football player, a trained athlete physically, and a normal human being, and a normal woman is so vast, it's like, okay, you bench 400 pounds, you squat 650, like, how do you think this is going to end in a physical altercation with a woman that's somewhere between 5'5 five, five and 5'7 five, and 100 and, you know, 30 to 150 pounds? Like, what, what do you, what, what are you, what's your logic in being so angry that you accost an assaulter? Like, I, I, yeah, so I, I don't know. I don't think, um, I think he will end up on a roster not this season, he will get a, a chance because it's been proven time and time again that NFL owners don't really care about yeah, too young, the, too talented. For the issues that their players have. They only care about Q ratings and what's going to draw dollars to or away from their pocket. And as soon as this kind of blows over, society is such that there's not enough people that are going to you know, hang him <laughs> in the media for him to stay out of football, but for so long. So I see him returning, if not this season, then definitely next next year. Uh, he'll be on a yeah. roster, too young, too and talented, was, as you said. He's unclaimed on waivers. That's just because people don't want to make waves after they saw the backlash the that Washington received. But once the whole season comes, somebody will – sign him. Yeah. He'll do his six game suspension, most likely, and be back in the fold. Um, talk of a certain, there's even talk of a certain team uh, with a bird logo looking at him. I'm not going to say which one. Yeah, they denied interest. They denied interest in that. Um, yeah, but, you know, everybody that has a need at running back is going to be interested during the offseason. Everybody interested now are afraid to be interested now because they just want to blow over it. They know our microwave society will be over it, you know, be in the Kareem Hunt without it making a difference to anybody. Like you're going to have certain people complaining, oh, this is great, the NFL, and they're still going to watch the NFL. They're still going to get their money, still going to get their ratings. So, you know, it's all lip service. Um, he's been snatched off of Madden NFL 19, which I heard some some people, I guess some woke fist in the air people the other day, like, well, that's it for me and Madden. They took him off the game without him what? being. Uh, listen, without him, you know, be, he's he's guilty without having a chance to prove his innocence, and they already took him off the game. I'm like, um, do you not have eyes, homie? <laughs> like, what what innocence needs to be proved? Yo, let me tell you. Yo, and then even when he interviewed himself, he's not denying anything. He's just saying, "I'm not that he's type sorry. of person," which is ironic. He's saying he kept, he's sorry. Listen, he kept saying, "I'm not that type of person," and then since then, of course, you know they didn't dug up everything. So he has two other violent incidents: one in June, where he allegedly punched a man in the face at a, a nightclub. And uh, something else. I don't think either one of them were against women, but he specifically said, you know, I'm not that type of person to hurt anybody, especially women, this and that. And then as soon as he say that, the day, the day, a day later, they done dug up all his dirt, 
and everything is coming. The international bet is undefeated. Um, And you know who's really, really interested in? He's interested in running a dual Pro Bowl backfield. So Gerald Jones has his checkbook out. (laughs) Gerald's like, look, I can put two of them back there. Two of the monkeys back there for. Uh-huh. None of them do care. As long as you stand up for their flag, we're good. You can beat up women all day. Yeah, I was, thing, I was. Remember, we read those statistics that said that the NFL now documented is like forty nine percent of NFL fans are, are women. It's yeah. crazy though because this this thing that you're a fan of sure doesn't value you because these dudes can beat up women till the cows come. But Neil York yeah. is on the ground during the national anthem, and we're going we to at least broke ranks. You know what I mean? They over the picket line. They scat. Yeah. All right. I, I, I was going to come to that, but I was, also, um, I was also going to say how shocked and appalled I am at the quote-unquote woke crowd who, when it comes to things like this, they want to stand on the side of lady justice and and use the American justice system as the barometer for right and wrong, good and bad, good and evil. And, and I'm like, how can you trust, like him being proven innocent or guilty should mean what to you or what to us? Like, come right. on, man. Like, why would you even say that? Like, and um, F you, Kareem Hunt, for what you're doing to my fantasy team right now. Started the season. Yeah, he's the first Now he's about to lose in the in a playoff game because one of my best players wanna wanna put the beats on people. Like, come on, dude. Like he tripping right now. Yeah, so Kareem Hunt, you got caught because I guess you thought it was gonna get swept under the rug. Or he might have been sitting there biting his nails every day since February, just wondering when it was gonna hit the fan. Double shame. All right, let's go to the phone line. Uh-huh. We got a couple on the line uh, in order. Let's go out to Rob and Kylie. Rob, what's going on, brother? We ain't got all day, so don't get comfortable. Make a quick call. What's up? What's up, man? It's your boy, Big Rob, a.k.a. talking for a half hour. See, you already you wasted minutes. Dang, man. Okay. 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 Hey, man. Okay. 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 Hey, man. It's about Big Rob, a.k.a. Mrs. Muffalumpagus. Anyways, man. I just want to say hello. How y'all doing? What's up, man? Yo. 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 As, as, as a comedian must say, yo, sure you know, sure you know, I'm big and low at the same time. But anyways, man. Yo. I want to ask. I just want to give a quick shout out to LeBron for that good performance he put up. Uh, he needs help. Oh, I, I really don't. I really, he needs hey, help. You already on that? You already on the? See, that's the problem, and we're gonna talk about. Oh, talk about well, 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 he's on my team. He's on my team. He's on my team. If he was wait, on your team, how would you respond? Rob, 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 how would you no, respond? no, 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 no. Whoa, 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 whoa! I'm not an excuse maker for anybody. I don't care who they play for. I don't do that. I don't switch up because somebody's on my team. I'm not saying 
No, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying they can't like him. He's on your team. Yeah, you have to root for him and like him. But you're already starting with the talk. And we're going to talk about this later because Kevin Durant had some real candid comments that actually made sense because it's the same stuff we've been saying here in the show for the past few years. Um, but that's that's the thing with LeBron. Like, whatever his team is doing, if they're losing or if they're not playing all the way up to potential, then he has no help. But when they do win, he's going to get every bit of the credit. That's why it's difficult for people other than role players to play with LeBron because fans, media pundits, people say the type of stuff that you just said just now. No, it was a great performance, no doubt. But the whole he needs help you added him to a team of developing youngsters. So through the team, you expect these youngsters to already be all-stars. That's not that's not how it works, Rob. And I, I, as a matter of I, fact, I understand, you, I, 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 I understand that. That's why I'm looking at trades. That's why I'm looking at trades. That's why I'm looking at trades. the win-now business. So now you're ready to just give up the future for LeBron's going to be there for another three and a half years. We don't know. I mean, so far he hasn't lost much of a step. But this late in his career, you're willing to just trade away all the commodities that you got that could take the Lakers into the future because you got LeBron there and you think he needs something. As a Laker fan, you ready to do that? No, 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 no. I never said that. Like, when, they, when, they put, when, they, when they put that deal out there for Anthony Davis, Trayvon Lonzo, I do not want that at all. One, is because, you know, he's still developing. Two, you know, as a Lakers fan, I'm not also thinking about the now. You know, I, it, it's a complex situation because I want to win now because, you know, I want to win but at the same time. But, 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 but at the same time, yeah, don't you want to win? But at the same time, you know, LeBron's getting older. What's going to happen after after LeBron? You know, LeBron's getting older. You know, we need to win now. To, so so when he does lose a step, we still have he still has some supplementary pieces to to um but to complement him. You, it, it, it doesn't work it, that it, way with LeBron. When it, you it, when, because you're in the Bron business, they're going to ship these young these young dudes away. Like it's inevitable. Like because at some point they're gonna to try to stack the team so much they're not gonna have the kind of cap space that they're gonna to need to pay these dudes when they're in contract around. So you can already start to distance yourself from Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, because they're probably not gonna be with the team much longer. The only thing is, is like you're gonna have and it's and it's not a guarantee, that's the thing. Like they make Teams make all of these trades for LeBron, and it's not a guarantee that you're going to win anything. It might be a guarantee that you might have a finals appearance, but that's a guarantee in the East. Like, you're in the same bracket with the Golden State Warriors now. Finals appearance, no matter what you do, is not even a guarantee at this particular moment. But it's going to happen because LeBron ain't going to sit around waiting for these youngsters to develop. No, 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 no. He he's gonna sit around because just remember what it says on there. This ain't the this ain't the Cleveland Cavaliers. This ain't the Miami Heat. This ain't the New York Knicks. It's the Los Angeles Lakers. Just, and just, and, and, no, 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 no. It's just, it's just like uh, my boy uh, Brian said. He said he he said when he comes over here, our front office ain't the Cleveland front office. They ain't gonna punk us. When he got Rondo, Lance Stevenson, and all those people, he you can he, talk he, that Lakers stuff all you want. But the Lakers but, are going to win I, I, to I, LeBron's whim. 
I guarantee. I, 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 I want to mention, make a comment about what Tobias said. I want to respond to the, the, what, what, uh, what, uh, that is true. What, uh, what uh, Tobias said about and uh, Anthony Davis going to three point. If he was actually watching basketball, he would understand that uh, the the right. New Orleans ha- New Orleans has a, a, they they haven't been using him the right way anyway. He's been taking threes. He didn't play on the perimeter because the coach the coaches they had there was stupid and didn't know how to use him as a big man. You know, no, you put the big really man, you put him in the paint. That's oh, the way basketball is played these days. I don't like it myself. But it's the way basketball is being played these days. And the reason that he said that, and actually he's on the line, so I'll let him on the line after I finish this, you know, my statement. The reason that he said that is because it doesn't matter what your skill set are. Like, Rob, you've watched LeBron James play. Like, LeBron James' team has to be built LeBron James's way. Chris Bosh wasn't a spot-up shooter for LeBron came. But if you're in the lane and you're in his way, then that's what you have to be when you play with him. Chris Bosh turned into a spot-up shooter. Kevin Love turned into a spot-up shooter. Just because Anthony Davis is Anthony Davis, you're coming to play with the king, you're going to play where the king wants you to play. But hold on. Let me let, me let Tobias on the line right now. So answer that himself. Tobias, what's going on with So Rob said, you need to watch some basketball. Hey, <laughs> the hell well, you here's the thing. Here's the thing. Well, with that, uh, the thing I was saying is that I was saying it tongue-in-cheek as well, that you do have to change your game for LeBron. And, uh, and see, the problem is that we've been saying this for years. That's how you know the national media sucks. We've been saying this for years. They've been listening <laughs> to the show. Four years to say what they're saying now. Yes. Yeah. See, here's the thing. We got to do the math here. It's no knock on LeBron because the Nick Wrights of the world, the Cowherds and the Shannon Sharps of the world think it's a knock, even though they won't say it. It's not. It's about guys who saying, hey, look, I'm great, too. I want the ball. I don't want to be Dante Jones, you know, Kyle Corver. Because if, if they read, if people read the whole quote Durant said, he was saying, like we said, Kyle Corver be eating. But if it's Kawhi, what the hell is Kawhi going to do? And see, this is the other part of when LeBron teams, the teams go to the crapper because it's a bunch of role players and rebounders and spot-up shooters. And when they lose, people say, well, he needs more help. The problem with role players is they're giving you everything they have. That's why they are role players. And so it's not that LeBron's a bad guy. It's that people are looking at, look, I'm hitching all these next five years on this wagon. I'm going to change my game like Chris Bosh did, and they blaming him for not performing, but he's the one that changed his damn game. <laughs> he's Rob, really happy well, he changed his game. Somebody. Rob, what, you in a train station, dude? No, 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 no. All right, we have a little. You got to. No, 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 no. Actually, no, 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 no. I get No, yeah, I'm not gonna call. You know, uh, uh, I agree with everything he said. He he is right. Bosch was a really good. He was an all star. Really good. A really good style four before LeBron came, and he didn't make a spot shooter. He brought on other spot shooters. And uh, I just I, I just hope they develop a better system. And, and I, basically, I just want the young boys to develop and don't get too antsy. But, you know, this is this is different. They're going to develop it's, on, on another team. 
You know, you know what? Okay, okay, football, real quick. All I gotta say is we want that another team. Okay, we want that. We want Dallas, and we want Dallas. That's all I have to say. Um, I hope the Eagles come through. Uh, but wait, act, act, actually, hold on a second. You can't Yo, run around talking about we want Dallas and then say, but I hope we come through. <laughs> Dude, that's not how you trash people. I think about the injuries. I think about the injuries, but hold on a second, man. Play play that track and yo, Tobias, man. Yo, man. How about that podcast, bro? How about that pod? Yo, what's good, man? You live in Arizona. Right, I, I live you. in Cali. You live in the desert. I live in a, in a, well, it ain't sunny right now, but you know, in a beach state. Come on, man. What's good? All right, bro. Y'all don't laugh about it. We got you. Peace. Yo, my man said we hey, want Dallas and let's start copping, please. What's up, Tobias, man? What you man, you hey, first thing first. <laughs> it's like one thing also, like we said, before I get on Alabama, is that, uh, and like and like we were saying also that LeBron with young players going to stunt their growth because what people like not understanding is these guys, it ain't like when we was watching ball coming up. Well, these guys were 21, 22 years old coming in already. These guys yeah. are coming in 18, 19 years old, and they learn and grow into their bodies. And you the problem is that – You can't develop on a win-now situation with the best player in the league because he comes with way too much pressure. But we're going to get back to that. We're going to talk about that whole thing. Yeah, and, yeah, and, and, and that's something I think what people got to understand. And it's also pressure. Not saying no guys can't play, but it's the pressure that comes with it. The scrutiny, the cameras, everybody saying it's your fault. <laughs> you know, yeah. if you can get 20 and 10, it still says it's your fault. And I'm not blaming LeBron for that. I'm blaming the fanboys for that. But yeah, I got to get on Alabama. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, I got to get on Alabama for a second. I got to tell people this. Uncle, I hope Kyler Murray wins that Heisman. And if they, they keep saying this guy Oklahoma Kyler Murray 5'10", 195. If he's 5'10", 195, I got Swampland Antarctica for you. That dude's about a good 5'8", 175. Uh, but but Tobias, they didn't, Tobias was nervous as hell on Saturday when Georgia was putting but up see, that here's the thing that I was <laughs> getting at. was nervous. Here's the thing I'm getting at, and I'm, and I'm going to tie this all together. This is the first bad game Alabama played all season. And they yeah, still they blew, came back from a 14-point lead because the coach was stupid from Georgia. Uh, don't ask me why you want to do a fake punt and you put your backup quarterback in the fake punt formation, and Alabama ain't stupid. They're like, hold on. Why you got the backup quarterback in here? We're going right. to play, play safe. <laughs> like, yeah. Yo, that's just, <laughs> dude, some people are just dumb, man. And he's probably yeah. you getting over like, hey, we about to get this one off. Like, dude. Yeah. Look, but but the thing is, is that, like, Georgia played a great game, especially that first half. They played a great first half. The quarterback was hitting perfect throws and everything. But they still lost. And that says a lot about a team sometimes, that you can play a bad game, receivers dropping balls, you know, two or throwing picks, you're getting too greedy, penalties, and you still came back from a 14-point lead. And I'll say this about Jalen Hurts. He still ain't better than Tua, but the, my, my big criticism of him has always been he was scared to pull the trigger. He, If it, the dude ain't wide open, kind of like how Dak Prescott plays quarterback, he's going to take off and run. You know, and I and I think sometimes you just got to pull the trigger and throw the guy open. 
that's always been a big criticism about him. Did you hear Kirby Smart's um, interview after the game, uh, George's coach, when they were asking him, like, what was he thinking, putting the quarterback in there for a face oh, punt? Oh, yeah. Oh, 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 I heard that. Listen, he was talking all that noise about, oh. Yeah, we oh, got his quote. Oh, I heard that. I'd like to explain yeah, something. Uh, you know, I ain't punchy. I got what you call, like, I don't know, a relaxed brain, but I ain't punchy, you know. It's just... <laughs> hey, that in the good. words of Eddie Murphy from Boomerang, Tyrone, here's the problem. <laughs> All right. <laughs> here's the thing. So your man, you can pump man your... said Hoiberg got fired. Hey, Hoiberg is probably saying thank you, Jesus. But, uh... <laughs> but I'll back. get on that in a second. I get on that in a second. I tell Kirby Smart says you can pump your chest out all you want to. You still blew two double-digit leads back-to-back game against Alabama. That kind of says you're a better recruiter than a head coach because a great coach would have finished the deal both times. But anyway, uh, Fred Hoiberg, this team fired Tom Thibodeau because they wanted to get faster, better pace. Then they signed D. Wade, who's way past the prime of Rondo, who couldn't shoot as well out of a paper bag. And, uh, and they signed those guys. Now they finally got a young team, which we one of the worst teams in the league, wearing the Zion sweepstakes. But I still have a hidden, hidden, you know, desire to see uh, R.J. Barrett and Zach Levine share the same backcourt. That would be a great – that would be some fun there because no, neither one of them passes. But anyway, they, they finally got a young team with the young athletes that could probably play the system. They fired a the guy, and they're going to hire a coach now who wants to go slow. The problem is that, like, the front office is terrible. And that's why no free agent is going to come there because the front office is terrible. And you probably got to wait until Jerry Reinsdorf kicks the bucket to fire these goons because he's loyal to a fault. I hate so to say it, but like, the way it is. Who would you like to look at for the head coaching I, position? You know, when the interim holds, to be honest, that plays out. To be, the problem is they don't have a plan. And, uh, and, and any organization, you have to have a plan. <laughs> Because, like, Zach Levine's playing better than I thought he would, but the problem with Zach Levine is he, he can't be your best player. He could be your number two because everybody can't be your best player. It's no knock on him. It's just the way it is. They lucked up on Wendell Carter, who's a good player. Markin is a good player. They, they lucked out on that. And Bobby Portis, you know, he's Charles Oakley with a jump shot. You don't want those problems. But uh, they got some young pieces, but you got to have a plan. And stop signing fat guys because they were born in the city of Chicago. But if you don't have a plan, if you don't have a clear direction, you're not going to go anywhere as an organization because they they have the pieces, but you got to see it through and have a coach that fits that team. And I just think that until they fix that, man, they're going to be in the same spot. Oh, and can I say this before I go about the boy Carson Wentz, man? I said this yeah. before I got to run, but I heard like, you know, Tim, I read Tim Callishaw was talking about Carson Wentz and Dak Prescott, the gap closing. And, Dak, and Marcellus Wiley was like, pump the brake. I ain't know he started to gas. It just shows that year by year things are different. Wait, People don't want to take into year. account that. Three they, weeks ago, three weeks ago, the whole national media was saying throw Dak out with the trash. Yo, a three-game yeah, winning streak do a lot for these. Fly by night. And he didn't do nothing. No. He didn't do nothing. So three weeks ago, they were saying the Cowboys made Dak a long-term offer. Damn, Dak's going to get $25 million. We'll have you, Joe Montana, less than a month. And, and you know, that's what's you know the problem is also? 
and, and what, what people don't want to bring up is also once you win titles, these other teams start taking your coaches. The Eagles lost some damn good coaches last season. It's like happened to Alabama every year. There's a reason no one's hiring Dallas the Dallas Cowboys coaches. <laughs> you know, but the Eagles oh, yeah. lost some good that's coaches how it is. on the when, offensive when you, side of the ball. Yeah, once you win, your team gets picked apart. The carcass on the side of the road. <laughs> and, you, and you have to make up for that. And you're going to take a step back. And people got to realize also, Carson Wentz is, is very talented, but he's still young and coming off an injury. Now, they got to fix the wide receiver position, but it's not like these guys are terrible. And, they, and it's like the everybody wants is, to play. Funny thing is, Tobias, his, statistically, he's having a slightly better yeah. year than he did last year. But, you know, it's, yeah. it's the eye test. And if you're looking, yeah, he not the same player he was last year, but the fact that he is coming off an ACL and he's still playing this well, at least, it's it's positive for the future. But, yo, thanks for your call as usual, man. Appreciate it, guys. at you next week, no doubt. Yeah, I got Rob always punking out, too. He got a lot to say about the bias. As soon as I let the bias on the line, he's like, everything he said, I agree with. What? He just called him out. Like, like you just finished calling him out. Saying the same thing on the internet, now you agree with everything he's saying. Rob, man, get your heart out. Rob need to go see the <laughs> wizard. <laughs> anyway, uh, real man quick, man. Nick Crosby was um, and he was fired after Packers' latest loss. We heard all the rumblings throughout the season of how he and Aaron Rodgers don't really get along. Aaron Rodgers don't really bang with him like that. Rodgers actually changing a lot of plays. Calls in. Um, do you think they did Mike, Mike McCarthy right? Do you think they owe him anything? Like I, I kind of thought. All right, it, it was a long time ago, but this guy won you a Super Bowl. You know, he coached you to a Super Bowl. I think the least amount of respect they could have shown to let the season play. They firing him now and putting somebody on his staff up as an interim is going to change what? <laughs> yeah, they like, owed him. They, they owed him to the end of the season. I think. It was Bush League to fire a midseason because what's going to happen now? What do they expect to get out of that? And I heard that Aaron Rodgers flexed his muscle a little bit. You know, that's that's the scuttlebutt uh, to get yeah, this result. It's, it's a it's a crazy situation because, um, like I said, I think they may have owed him a little more. But, I mean, on the other hand, if you're ready to move on, you're ready to move on. But where, what's the plan? Like, you do this in the middle of the season – and you put in, you know, Joe Philbin. Like, I don't see that changing anything. Like, like Gus and I discussed earlier, you know, they might get that emotional run going on where they play a really good game this week. But after that, like, what does that really do? Like, why not let him try to finish out uh, the, the entire season? Um, what's even crazier is that one of his assistants got fired a few days later even though the Packers are trying to deny that it was over a tweet, it was most likely over a tweet. Um, Winston Moss, who was an associate head coach and linebacker coach or something like that, um, he had a critical a brother, tweet, with, which he, and a brother, which he posted on Tuesday, that said, ponder this. What championship, team, what championship teams have a great leadership, period? It's not the offensive guru trend. It's not the safe trend. Find somebody that is going to hold number 12 and everybody in this building to a Lombardi standard, period. Losing sucks. 
I heard, you know, the the. But I saw the headlines. I saw said Joe Philbin fires him, and for me, if they're gonna, you know, immediately put the interim coach up and give him that type of power, this is what, the, and this is all speculation, but this is what the situation tells me. It tells me that the coach Winston Moss was a Mike McCarthy guy. Um, his tweet tells me that he has an issue with him being fired. The tweet also tells me that whoever they put in charge, Joe Philbin, probably is an Aaron Rodgers ass kisser. So he goes out and says, you know, for us to get this done, we have to find somebody that's not going to kiss number 12's ass and just let him do whatever he wants to do. So for them to claim, well, it wasn't working out, we had some differences, that's why they fired him. No, they you fired him because as soon as you got on this, this perch, he lit your ass up and told the whole world that you're an Aaron Rodgers puppet, and that's probably why you got the interim job in the first place. Now, that's just speculation, but in my opinion, you know, I thought about it intelligently. It has to be what the, what the situation was. Pretty much true. Hashtag, hashtag Chatty Patty. Listen, though. Hashtag Chatty Patty. I, 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 I just want to ask a question, though. Is there any chance, uh, and, and again, I don't know, like, um, that much, but does Joe Philbin have a chance of being the coach from here on out? And I ask that because the only way I see you get rid of a guy in the middle of the season like that is if you have somebody that you want to like test for a couple games to see to see how they respond because maybe maybe you want to keep them aboard you, for longer. You kind of have a plan, season. right? <laughs> like you don't yeah, do like this if you want to test it out to see. Yeah, so I'm thinking no, maybe you get this guy like they plan to keep Aaron Rodgers happy. I think they. Well, I mean, but I, that's the second. That's that's yeah, the but, second part. But this of what could kind of be kind of like a LeBron situation when he got Ty Lue put up there. Like, you want somebody in there where you can do whatever the hell you want to do. So maybe Aaron Rodgers is vouching for this guy. Um, Joe Philbin has been a head coach in the NFL before. He was with the Miami Dolphins. I remember, I know you guys remember that that season where they were on hard knocks. How did that so work out? We kind of got a look at, at Joe Philbin. That didn't work out too well. Um, but when you have what many consider to be the best player in the NFL vouching for you, if he indeed vouched for him, then that the rest of that might not even matter. Like they might not even. I mean, yeah, that's true. But but also, and also go out and do their little Rooney Rule thing at the end of the season. They, they might before, just. Before I say this, don't don't think that I'm saying Joe Philbin is, is that guy or will ever be that guy. But I also have seen coaches who got their first opportunity as a head coach stink it up. Right. Figure out what they did wrong and come back and be, you know, um, Bill Belichick, right? So, um, not saying, not he saying, back do that, but I remember Belichick like, first time coaching. Yo, <laughs> Belichick first time coaching. Uh, I remember that. Like he would try to act like there's that. A diff- there's uh, a difference, Jimmy, because when you coach one in of those Cleveland, seasons, that- though, he did take the Browns to the playoffs, didn't he? What did we say, Bianca? One of the seasons. I said when you coach in Cleveland, that's like coaching in another dimension. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he's he's not the only one. I mean, it's been several coaches that have had Pete Carroll. I mean, it's been it's, I mean, I can name a lot of coaches that have had that experience, and a lot of them when you, when you hear them talk about it, they say, "Well, the first time is such a whirlwind because you recognize that I'm like the CEO of a corporation. It's not just about calling plays. Right. It's a whole lot to being a coach. So when they it's a lot of times when they lose that after the first time, they sit back and figure it out. Like, okay, they so didn't I know they had to spend this the night at the office every night. <laughs> yeah, know so a lot like of that. you hear a lot of coaches say that. Like I've heard Pete Carroll say that. Like the first time, although he wasn't that successful, it was the best learning lesson he had. Then he went down to college, did his thing, and regrouped. And before the feds came, he got back out of college. 
But uh, but <laughs> what it did, you know what I mean? So not not saying that's what Phil will do, but I have heard coaches say that, like your first time, you just it's like a learning experience. A lot of guys don't well, we'll have that see, kind of success. The dude gets to coach Aaron Rodgers, so if he gets a shot at it, now, and that's, you know that's there's always a possibility of success. Now, also, I think there's a bigger there's a bigger conversation here because um, it does seem to be like Aaron Rodgers is flexing his muscle. And um, I was watching some basketball game the other day. I forgot what it was a random ass basketball game. I was on my Devin McMillan John watching like the Bucks versus like somebody trash. But um, they were having a, the game was so bad. Matter of fact, I think it was a Spurs game, but the Spurs were losing so bad they were talking about everything but basketball. But anyway, there was a conversation about um, I think it was the Spurs. They were talking about Popovich and whether his time has passed. Like, and they were saying that a lot of coaches um who want to have that kind of control that Pop has had will will probably try to coach college ball now because the NBA is is going you know kind of like what this situation is. The players are paid so much money that they do have the power. They're not going to find a situation where a coach can come in and kind of like exercise his power. I mean, even Belichick, to to, to a certain extent, when he tried to really exercise his power, he thought he had control until he tested Tom Brady. And then he found out who really (laughs) was in control. You know what I mean? Like, like, you know what I mean? So, so it's, it's no, so but that's, that's kind of, and it's like a lot of a lot of old school coaches like aren't going to be able to deal with that because you're talking about not just the egos that players have had forever, but now these guys have so much control because of how they're compensated. That was always the allure with coaches like Pop, um, dudes like that, because he had uh, college-like control over his professional program, and it was amazing to see because you know in a lot of other places. You just didn't see coaches having that kind of control over. His, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, and Sloan, he he ultimately lost his control when he and Darren Williams ended up banging heads. Like Pop just haven't he hasn't had that situation yet, but he kind of had, had it. Right kind of with Kawhi Leonard because he couldn't control that situation say, last Kawhi, season. Kawhi so called his bluff. Yeah. So yeah, at, at some point they all get are. that that one player that calls that bluff. I'm like, that's a new time, homie. Break yourself, me. All right, so real quick, man, because we, as usual, we let we let Rob on here talking trash, and then when the when when the smoke came, you know, he ain't want none. So he wasted. Put his mask on and ran out the building. The Washington professional football team, ironically, crazily, they've had another quarterback in the past, you know, in, in a three week span break his leg. Like I was talking to someone today, like. As strange as this may seem, because, you know, it's a contact sport, like breaking legs isn't, I'm not going to say not normal, but it's not, you know, you don't see that a lot in, in football. You know what I mean? Of course you see it because it's a, it's a crazy game. But we see way more ligament damage and, and, and that kind of stuff. But they had two quarterbacks in the past three weeks break their legs. This may this has to be the first in history to have three quarterbacks break their legs on the field of play. Like if you take it way back to Joe Theismann, which also happened on a Monday night, uh, and then you take it to Smith and then Colt McCoy. Shout out to Colt McCoy, get well sir. This ain't really about you. The reason we're talking about this is because, of course, we all know every time a quarterback goes down, the whole world, at least the whole black world. <laughs> is going to scream Colin Kaepernick's name. Um, Washington came out 
after signing Josh Johnson, formerly of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I don't know if y'all remember that dude, and said that they actually considered signing Colin Kaepernick. Now, why I think this is relevant is because I think they're pretty much lying. And I'm like, why, like, are you folding to the pressure of everybody screaming for cap? So now you got to make stuff up. Because what's consideration? What, what do you guys think consideration is for uh, They went for a piece of paper and said, uh, Josh Johnson's a free agent. Um, the Peter man's out there. Kaepernick's out there. Um, let's call a couple people. I think that's as much wanna, consideration um, as they've given them. Like, I don't think they really I want to throw – I want to throw Jimmy a hoop so he can get busy on this topic. Josh Johnson last was on an NFL roster in 2013, and he last, last threw a pass in the NFL in 2011. <laughs> in 2011. Uh, so how do you, how you feel about him signing Josh Johnson, who is a Negro, over your man Colin Kaepernick? Talk, talk to the people, Josh. Uh, <laughs> 2011. <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. Let me instigate it a little more for Jimmy before before he answers the question. Group said the decision not to bring Kaepernick in for a workout was for football reasons only. He said it's just a matter of which way we want to go. Do we want a guy that's familiar with my terminology who we worked out last week or a guy that we have to teach? Basically a whole new kind of offense with offense. Now, before you answer, Jim, Josh Johnson to a lesser degree, to the lesser degree of success in the NFL, was the same kind of quarterback as Colin Kaepernick. So if you're saying Josh Johnson, like don't give me the terminology thing, going play since 2013, because you've some ter- terminology in a 30-minute system, so that's a crock of bull. Style-wise, these are the same type of quarterbacks. So you're going to tell me that it's not football-related? <laughs> Listen, on, I, I just y'all still call y'all like, the only thing about me is like it's like it's a dishonesty, man. It's like you know, like Phil always said, why ask why when you know why. It's like the dishonesty is just what bothers me. Like y'all gotta chill, man. Stop. Why don't even bring it up? It's like look, you know what I mean? Like there's no point. This organization it keep it moving. We all know the, the owner and the president of football operations have already made it clear a long time ago what they thought of Colin Kaepernick and his national uh, anthem demonstration. So damn well y'all. Or consider on Kaepernick on this particular team. Dog, yo, it's 2018. Y'all walk around calling yourselves the Redskins. This is what I want to ask you guys, though. Because we you know, every though, time real quick, though, real quick, though, real quick, though, think about how uh-huh. ridiculous that is. Think about how, think about how ridiculous Very that ridiculous. is. Think He's about how fighting people. Think about how that's going to be said. In 2038, when the people look back and be like, yo, he's telling us that such and such percent in the surveys that we ran said that they're not offended. Okay, but was there a percentage of people who said they were? K-close. There are are Native Americans who aren't woke (laughs) or don't know know, have knowledge of self, just like in every other, uh, you know, every other ethnic group. Like, we got black people that we call Uncle Toms. We call them coons. We call them all kinds of stuff. So just because some people put on a uh, on a survey that they're not offended, okay, there's probably people of their ethnicity who are offended by them not being offended. So please, with the workarounds, that's a great point. They're still running around calling themselves, you know, in essence, if we wanted to flip it, you know, they like the Washington niggers. You know, they like- but um, 
<laughs> but all the black people who defend them just because they're from here and they and they root for the team, like when you flip that to them, like there's never a good answer. Like, okay, what if they called themselves that? Uh, but listen, I have a question to y'all about Cap because his name comes up every time. I still haven't heard Colin Kaepernick say, I want football. And it seems like a lot of people forget that he has a collusion suit, you know, pending against the league right now. So for him to sign some deal, some vet, some vet minimum deal as a backup, he would have to drop that collusion suit because you can't collusion if one team caves and and lets him into the league. So I'm like, does he really want to play? Like, would it even be his interest in playing? Like, I think he would lose a lot of points on his martyrdom if he, you know, took one of the contracts. And then what I want to ask y'all, with him being the woke brother that he is, would he play for a team whose team name is a racial slur? Like, would he have taken their call? I thought about that. Yeah. I thought about that before the other things. I thought like the Washington professional football team is probably one of the last places that I could see Colin Kaepernick playing because of their name, because of their general manager, and because of their owner. Like when you tie all of that together, why would he even consider playing there? So I, I thought about that. I have seen footage of him working out and throwing and, uh, you know, if the picture's worth a thousand words, then a thousand words point to him wanting to still play. But you are right. How do you get around the collusion lawsuit if you sign a deal? I think make he'll sense. make, if, it's, if, if money has anything to do with any of his intentions moving forward, I think he'd make a whole hell of a lot more from a collusion lawsuit and signing a vet minimum with a team to you know to be their backup for the last three or four games of the season. Like I can't see him taking pay him at this point. Maybe over the offseason. Go away. I can't see him taking anything right now, unless it's with a team that's you know about to go to the bowl. They lose Jared Goff, like, but because the NFL is going know, to want me to come back up all The NFL is going to settle with Colin Kaepernick, and they're going to take that money that they paid um, Malcolm Jenkins and give it to Colin. <laughs> <laughs> That'll make Eric Reed happy. <laughs> yeah, hush my um, But, um, yeah, so, I, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't even know if it's in his best interest right now. I mean, Jimmy said that a long time ago. Like, if he ever plays again, you know what I'm saying, it, it kind of messes with his martyr stats. Like, right now, you are a hero. <laughs> Going back, like, would there be – because, you know, we, we have people who change narratives quickly. Do y'all think if he took a deal with somebody that there will be some super woke people out there who will call him a sellout for going back to the NFL? There will be. Yeah. I mean, uh, this is, it's one of those things, right, when you, you're told this your entire life – and but the older you get, the more you recognize how real it is. You'll never be able to please everybody. You just won't. So you're going to have a certain sect of people who, whatever team signs him, that's going to be their squad, right? He can go sign with. Imagine he signed with the Cowboys for Christ's sake, right. like. And then everybody they're going to have, gonna have like, even more fans. Oh my God! Which, yeah, I, and I like get exactly what you're saying. Him. But I think some of the same people who would start calling this dude a sellout are the same people who claims I don't watch football because Cap ain't got a job. Then when he got a job, yeah. then he could be a 
But then, that's the thing. You'll never, you will never, you will never be able to please everybody. You just won't. Like there are gonna be people that hate him regardless. And and some of some of the quote unquote woke people will be like, man, he went back to the, you know, to to the, to that game, and you know. So it is what it is. He can't win either way. But right. I guess he just has to be strategic in what it means for him, considering his martyr status and considering what he means to not only the world of sport but to just people in general. Because he 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 can make a difference outside of the. He can make a big difference without ever playing, and probably a bigger difference than some of the best players who play the sport. They'll never have I, a status. You got guys I think right his legend will grow so team. much more if his first team story NFL. says. Never played in the All NFL star. again. He risked his livelihood for this cause. I think his story was. And that's what I'm saying, and, and, and that's that's what that's another thing that when they when they treated him the way they did, they didn't realize that, or maybe they did, didn't care. The fact is, you're making this guy bigger. Not only say bigger than the game, but it, as it, as time goes on, you're going to be on the wrong side of history, mm-hmm. and he will be a legend. He's going to be a legend in a way that he never could have been if he played football. Like, with his game, and that's no shots, but there's no way he could have been a legend the way that he is now. So, this all actually worked out well for him. If you, if you really, I can kind of take he, shots because be even like, though he's my favorite athlete in the world right now, I'm, I'm still never going to sit here in front. Like, we ain't used to have jokes for that ball because he wasn't that yeah, good. Yeah, but, but what I'm saying is, what I'm saying but, is, think about it, though. He's going to go down in yeah. history. You can't mention the NFL without ever mentioning his name. They kind of made this dude a hero. You made a perennial starter, way better. Perennial starter, maybe back a quarterback, a legend, a super legend. Yeah, as a player, like I tell people all the time, and they take it as a joke, and we run with it as a joke, but we know we're not joking. Like he's my favorite quarterback, and he can't play quarterback, not as a starter, (laughs) not at a starting elite level, but he's my guy. Like I, I love him. Favorite athlete, one one read, Johnny, can't read the field, will run at the drop of a hat. All right, well, athlete. I'll tell you, one, I'll tell you one thing, though. He definitely, he definitely cooked the Packers in that playoff game. But but anyway, <laughs> that being said, man, I, I, I just think that um, it might it's going to be interesting to see Packers how, be having problems with how, like he, <laughs> how he moves forward. Um, but like I said, I'm him. Listen, man. I'm going down with the legends. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, let's, I'm going down let's with the legends. Keep it, let's keep it in Washington real quick for our stat of the week. Um, and this happened in the Monday night game against the Eagles. Adrian Peterson broke loose for a career-high 90-yard touchdown carry. They said oh, this man in the oh, next-gen next stats, they said he reached 20.84 miles per hour on that 90-yard gallop. Uh, his fastest speed this season. He said no player has reached a faster speed this season. And at 33 years old, he became the only player in NFL history to rush for a TD of 90. The problem with that whole thing was he finished the game with 98 yards. <laughs> so eight more carries, he was averaging one yard per carry. So this is one of those things, this is one of those eye test things when you tell people. Like, yo, the Eagles' run defense actually stepped it up for the past few weeks. They they played well against Washington. And then people who go see the stats are like, what? Adrian Peterson had three yards rushing on him. How was that great? But he had 90 yards in one carry. So they 
They made one mistake the whole damn night, and Adrian Cyborg Peterson made him pay for it. But for the rest of the night, they were stout. They were stout against the against the old head. But shout out to Adrian Peterson for breaking his own records and breaking NFL records. Uh, you know, at the ripe old age of 33 years old, almost 34. Um, there was one more. Uh, they said since 1950, he and Herschel Walker are the only players to not finish with 100 plus rushing yards in a game in which they rushed for a 90 plus yard touchdown. Herschel did it in 1994 when he had three carries for 98 yards, including a 91 yard touchdown run when the Eagles lost to the Atlanta Falcons. Um, Yo. You know what's crazy? Shout out to the cyborg, man. He was out. They could not catch that ball. Yo, they could not. What's crazy? What's crazy about Adrian Peterson is when I think about him and, and, and where he stands um, historically, I, maybe it's the way his career went. I still don't consider him like I consider some of the all-time greats. When I think about like the, 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 right. the table of gods running backs, for some reason, and I don't know what it is, and maybe it's the time missed because of like you know injury or I don't know what it is. No, I know exactly what it is. I'm gonna tell you what it is, Jim. I think I, I understand that feeling that you're speaking of. I understand that. Because I, I think like, I'm not I might be in the table with Barry. I'm not going to sit him at the table with Walter. And I don't know why. Because I think skill-wise, he's probably there with those guys. But for some reason, no, Jimmy, I don't know. Jimmy, he never did it. He never did it in a time or a place like a, a, a signature. When you think of major in people, moments, <laughs> it's not full signature moments for his team is meaningful for him. Those other dudes did it in the very, very cold, meaning it was playoff time, and they showed up big. Adrian Peterson ain't never showed up big. He's still, like, I mean, that's true. Barry's had a signature moment in the playoffs, but they weren't that damn signature because they never took them anywhere, but... Barry was different, though. He's the exception, but... uh, That's why I I think he's kind of the exception. Cause he's just he just does crazy stuff. Yeah, but he got he got several moments too though. But I don't know. I just it's just I don't know what it is. Like, cause he skill wise, he's probably right there with anybody that ever played this game. But it's just that when I think about the great running back, for some reason, like I, I don't know. It's just weird. Well, unpack other than Barry, we'll put that other than Barry, nobody you think of has signature moments in big games playoffs. No, we'll we'll make that a topic no. and unpack that one of the days and actually take calls and tweets and that kind yeah, of no stuff doubt. about we'll it. I, I got a feeling what the people are going to say, though, because, you know, the the, the, the the transportation that most people, you know, ride around on these days is, is in most people's pants. Yeah, they're so. going to call me a hater. <laughs> yeah, they're going to call you a hater. They're going to tell me the AD. the AD. All right. What kind of AD? Yo. So, look, because we, we – we, Gotta talk about this whole Kevin Durant comments on LeBron. So we're gonna rapid fire through some of these grind topics, and I'm gonna I'm I'm get us through them real quick. Um, why y'all want to grind okay. is brought to you by Sports the Book. If you guys are tired of reading the same old bull with the same old sports list rankings, imaginary starting lineups, and everybody comparing the same two or three players every five minutes of the day, be sure to pick up your copy of Sports. Smart people only read the sports. It's a mixture of sports and hip-hop culture will keep you on the edge of your seat and to keep you laughing. Um, just go to sportstobook.com or get your copy from our website at warroomsports.com. Whatever you do, just make sure you don't miss that movement. 
Look, man, we had to get to this one because I don't understand New Earth sometimes. And I'm, you know, yeah. asking you fellas, like, what's the project? What's the pro- progress on that spaceship that we um, put a down payment on, that we put on layaway? Because yeah, a high school in Illinois, Byron High School, um, they had nine players suspended for indecent, indecent exposure after school administrators concluded that the quote-unquote Oreo run, and I'm going to tell you guys what the Oreo run was, that it was voluntary and not related to hazing. What the Oreo run was, was these players were caught running across the football field butt naked with Oreo cookies wedged between their ass cheeks. New Earth, I got to go. Somebody throw me the keys or the key fob to this Yo, spaceship. I got to get out you of know, And it's not hazing. I mean, we know people do a lot of weird and suspect stuff, hazing. If this wasn't hazing, then what the hell did they do this for? Yo, Yo. here's the thing, though. Like, I understand oh. that there's a such thing as, like, as like being in high school doing dumb stuff. And there's also a certain thing like groupthink where you get together with friends and y'all just, like, do stupid stuff you wouldn't do when you're by yourself. I mean, but when we was in high school, our, our group thing was like, trying to take chicks back, take chicks back. I'm about to say, but yo, our group stuff might have got us, like, mixed up in the Me Too movement or something like that, but uh, not cookies. Yeah, yeah, yo, that's what I'm saying, like, uh, what is this? Our, like, I, I don't, I don't understand, like, not group thing first of all. Yo. Yo, Jimmy, why don't you get her friends to come through to the clubhouse? Because you have me. And your friends exactly, yo, to get with yo, my friends. And we could be friends. We could be friends. He said, let's this, go ahead. This get, had to be, I want to I wanna put cookies between my butt and run across the football field. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. I, I mean, I, Jimmy I, I and I played know. on. I'm, I'm assume. We played on teams together growing up. We played on teams together in high school. I can't imagine the reaction we would have had to each other or to one of our teammates if he came in the locker room and said, yo, let's run across the South Lawn with Chips Ahoy's in our ass, man. Like, yo, what? I'd have, we yo, I'd have, beat him up. I'd have, like, I'd have pistol with one of my teammates. Yo, pictures, though. <laughs> my thing is, my thing is this, right? And I'm, Not out there. I'm just going to make the assumption. I'm just going to make the assumption that they part of the Tartar Sauce community. Like, I'm just going to make that assumption. And the, first of all, the Tartar Sauce community has this thing where they, uh, they, they find Helm. humor. Yeah, they they find humor in like, you know, I don't even want to call it because it's just like weird, weird, weird sexual activity. They find it funny, and I I just I, maybe I'm conservative and I don't find humor in it. I don't I don't understand like what are you accomplishing? I man, I I, I don't get it, man. All I got to say is because how is that fun? Like, like you said, like you said, like we've heard hazing go to the extreme. We've seen people do crazy things. Okay. I'm not even condone this, but at least if you were to say these were freshmen or sophomores, dudes that just got off a of JV or anything like that, and this is what they made them do to humiliate them. I'm not saying I understand, but it's 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 a little bit better than saying they just ran across the field with cookies in the ass for no reason. Like, I I don't we gotta move on, man. New Earth is something I I just I can't understand, man. Um, yeah, we ain't gonna talk about this, but shout out to Carissa Thompson of um Network, Fox Sports One. Uh, she had a sex tape leaked 
We just saw this article today. Dated today, Jimmy, but I think this might be a little bit of an older story. This might have happened a few months ago, but whenever it happened, Carissa Thompson. I just came across. You guys remember who she is? Salute to her. She does NFL shows with Dion and Shannon Sharp and all those guys on the NFL Network. She it, it wasn't a sex tape with somebody, but she was caught masturbating. And Jimmy, I read the article further. This was on set. This was like back in the dressing room at her yo her, her gig. Yo, she was back there. I'm gonna tell you, fully I, butt naked and masturbating with the camera all up in her stuff. I don't know who she was yo, talking to. Listen, but, man. You know, yo, all me. I'm gonna say is this, man. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, in, I'm not into the Hellman's thing, man. But yo, yeah, that video was kind of hot. I ain't gonna hold you. Like, <laughs> yo, I'm like, I'm like, yo, no, because you remember like, people. I don't really watch that network all that much unless they got like a, a dope uh, football life on or something. But I've heard people say stuff about her before, and I've seen clips of her like doing a split in the middle of a show, and people yo. were like, "Man, I knew she was yo. a freak." <laughs> yo, she she makes them. Yo, she got some faces, and, and anybody yo, she who's did experienced it in that capacity know what I'm so talking I, about so, when the chick knows so, how to make them faces. <laughs> she did it at work though. So how many times have you think she may have done this in the in the past and mistakenly left the door unlocked for one of them former NFL players? To come in and help Yo, her get dressed. Yeah. In this climate, I'm gonna leave that comment alone. But all I'm gonna say is, them too. Tape was tape was fired up. Remember, tape was fired up. You remember NFL Network? They had a rash of you know the Me Too movement got to them too. And there was a whole lot of dudes. Now yeah. I'm seeing. I hope she wasn't was one fault, of the people. Though. They probably was like, oh, everybody like this. <laughs> yeah. He, 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 he said she was up. with all the smoke. She was like, yeah, I ain't telling you. <laughs> All I'm going to say, B. Austin, I don't know if you've seen this young man, but she got some faces, dog. That's all I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. So the NFL reportedly fined Richard $13,000 for that TD celebration on Thanksgiving. You know, on the Thanksgiving game, Dallas always has those giant uh, buckets out there, those yeah. Salvation Army joints. One year, he actually yeah. jumped into one of them. Well, they fined him thirteen grand because he scored a touchdown, and then he took twenty-one dollars because that's his jersey number. He took twenty-one dollars out of his knee pads or something, and popped it into the bucket as a donation to the Salvation Army. So they fined mm-hmm. him thirteen grand for donating twenty-one dollars to the Salvation Army. <laughs> My thing on this one, like, okay, we all we know it's a no fun league sometimes, but they loosened up. You can't use props. I think he did it on purpose because the the whole. Thing Planned it. He probably told the NFL about it. Thirteen grand or thirteen thousand twenty-one dollars is probably going to go as a donation. So I don't even really look at this all like appalled or anything like that because it seemed like a setup. Yeah, but he tried to he tried to like um, talk greasy about the NFL though. Like he he kind of clapped back at him. That's what made me think like maybe it wasn't fixed. Like I I didn't see it, but I saw his response in the media. You know, oh um, well, if he did, the league, then, like, then I'm looking at him with the side eye then because. Twenty one dollars, you cheap son of a. Oh. Anyway, because um, he was like, he he was like, it's unfair to be found when I'm trying to bring awareness to the Salvation Army, which sounded kind of weird to me. I mean, like you really you did that because it was something to do, like I, trying to be creative. Yeah. I don't know if you were really trying to bring awareness. To bring awareness. You could put awareness. In we, all ways, know, we all know. We all know about the but Salvation the Army, cause. <laughs> yeah, I do. I, I know. I know. Hmm. I saw the Hell's Angels got their own John. The um, Aryan Nation. Got, anyway, listen. Um. Yeah. My point is. Probably getting money. It, yo. 
Yo, you ain't seen that John that went semi-viral the other day. Like, the, uh, it was the Aryan Nation, John, and um, I forgot where it was. Probably somewhere in the Midwest. No shot to y'all people live in the Midwest, but, uh, you know. Anyway, um, and the Aryan Nation <laughs> cats had, like, a, the, the Christmas hats on and everything, but they squashed because and they was out there doing the Yamini, and people were complaining. They were like, y'all focusing on the wrong thing. You should be focused on the Salvation Army. I'm like, dog, y'all sitting up there fully, fully with, like, damn near everything but the hood on. Talking about y'all focusing on the wrong thing. <laughs> anyway, um, that has American nothing to do with me. I just kind of to be interesting. Yo, y'all, y'all got me focused on the wrong thing. Shout out to Carissa Thompson, man. Yo, yo dog. dog. <laughs> I wonder why he got so quiet, yo. <laughs> yeah, he's he doing that research. Quiet. He got real quiet. He's doing that research. Um, yo, let me uh for the people yo, in the I chat room too. too. By the let me, way, let me let me post these videos for the people in the chat room. Uh, so y'all can see what y'all people on the NFL Network and Fox Sports 1 be doing in the dressing room before yo. they come out touching all on the microphones. I may or may not have started following her on Instagram today, but that's either here or there. <laughs> she got a lot of new followers. Oh my, the whole world is going to follow Follows probably went up by 300%. All right, so I posted in the chat room for Scott and Neil to see. Um, tell her to at me. Uh, anyway, last but not least, and I know we needed really needed more time to unpack this, but we we got to talk about some other stuff. But um, the ex girlfriend of Ruben Foster delivers testimony at his hearing. Remember, and this is the same girl from the last time that ended up recanting her statement. And just like we thought back, when we did it. She admitted that she lied. She said, you know, when you think you love somebody, you do stupid stuff. And I thought I was helping him out. Um, but, he, you know, he put the beats on me again. And this time I'm not, you know, I'm seeing people. Um, she's, you know, she's seeing a therapist and she's realizing that this isn't love. She can no longer condone this type of thing. From what she was saying, like, he flew her to where he was to see her, to see him. And he immediately started tripping and going through her phone. He said he she slapped he slapped her, dragged her by her hair, kicked her out the hotel. Like he did a whole lot of stuff that she didn't even really know that they were in a fight. From that's what I'm gathering from from what she was saying. Like like she just showed up and it was just on. Like so, Ruben Foster probably has some type of issue since this isn't the first time. But um, if you have a chance, since we can't get all in depth about it. Just check it out. Um, there's video and there's a lot of stories out there about uh, what she actually said and, and, and what she said in her testimony at the hearing. Y'all got anything on, on Ruben, the newest I member mean, of the I, Washington I saw, I saw, football team? They video. didn't consider Cap, but they picked saw, Ruben up right away on waivers. Yo, I saw her video and, like, you know, it's weird because you never want to victim blame and I'm not going to do that because it's clear to me that this guy has problems. She said something that stuck out to me. Um, which I don't know if a lot of people picked up on it. She said that she kept going back to him because he was crying to her, saying, "I have no, no one. I have no one." Yeah. 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 So like that 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 struck a chord with me. Like this dude is really out here. He he really out here hurting with something else. And the one person yeah. who was there for him, he seemed to have taken it out. But he got some other like issues he needs to deal with. Like, like yeah, no that doubt. that to me like was was alarming. That's crazy because I'm I'm currently reading or listening to. Um, Charlemagne's new book. Um, yeah. 
Shook one. Shook one. And you know this book, they this was injunction almost with uh, the Breakfast Club and their whole uh, charity that they were doing for for mental health. So the whole book is basically about him coming to grips and being open and honest about his mental health issues. So it may, you know, the whole time I'm listening to that, I'm thinking about this whole Ruben thing because there's deeper issues involved. That's no excuse for him to be putting his hand on this woman, but he needs not at all, not at all. Bigger issues. Involved. Yeah, but it's, but that definitely stuck Yo, out to me. Maybe it stuck out I to wanna, me because I, I already. I already written to the book, so maybe that's why I stuck out to me too, Dev. Like I want, when I, I heard want that, Ruben. I, like, I want Ruben. I want Ruben to get his help. I want him to be able to, uh, you know, see the lighter side of life. But there's no excuse for his behavior. He's got to be held accountable. Maybe we can absolutely. Maybe we can introduce him, introduce him to Carissa Thompson, and she can uh, oh. give him some therapy, man. They're therapeutic, man. Coital yeah, therapy. Thing, right? I think that, that he does, but way. she has some issues too, because because she said herself, though. She said I I had to like you know um basically um feel like I'm worth it because she was uh, like right. kept going back and oh, she, so they she, they, they both they both they got they, they both got issues though. Yeah, she definitely has some issues. I mean, you can tell by her her interviews and her testimony that that she knows it at this point because she's seeing somebody now. And they're letting her know yeah, like that kind yeah. of repetitive behavior is not what you think it is. Like you're having some esteem issues. Yeah. Here. That's not love. Esteem. Yeah. Um, you know, this dude this dude I mean, don't we can't gloss over the fact that this dude get a nice little check. So it's amazing what people will do to stay around the money these days. Uh, I'm not saying it's just that, but yeah. there's esteem issues, there's could be money issues. All right, so that's that's that. Let's go and some quick birthday shout-outs, man. Um, the birthdays are brought to you by whoever the hell you pray to at night. Um, Robbie Gould uh, used to be a kicker to Chicago Bears. You know, he's moved on from there. But I think that's where everybody remembers him from. That's where he had his best yeah. years. He turns 36. Shout-out to him. Matt Maloney. Y'all remember Matt Maloney? He had a nice little run with Whoa. the Houston Rockets. Um, he used to play, play for Penn. Penn. He played for Penn with uh, Hugh Allen. Who and then uh, he went on. Shout out to, to shout out to Shield Doc Doc Bayon. He had one of the greatest jokes in War Room history. He said, "If you put Matt Maloney and Pooh Allen together, you would have the greatest NBA player ever." I didn't agree, but I thought it was funny at the time. Yo, I don't, <laughs> Yo. Know, I don't know. I don't remember that. I don't remember that, but knowing Doc Bay, I'm pretty Yo, sure. Doc Bay didn't say that. I think I think Kill Smoke said that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. That definitely was before Doc Bay days, but because you know Bay say stuff like, um, "What's your man? Who the greatest? Who's the best all-around player in NBA history?" Yo, shout out to Boris Diaw. Boris Diaw. Shout out to Boris. all-around player in the league during his tenure. Um, so so shout out to Doc Bay over in Kuwait, listening to the show. Um. Who else having a birthday? But no, no, shout out to Matt Maloney again because, yo, he turned – I don't even know if Matt Maloney was drafted. I want to say he was undrafted, ended up being the starting point guard on a Rockets team that had Charles Barkley, Scotty Pippen, uh, dudes like that. That's when Cat uh, was new too. Katino Mobley was the starting shooting guard. So they had this young, inexperienced backcourt to go with all these old-ass NBA legends. And they weren't a bad team. 
for a little while, but you know, it never really yeah, amounted to nothing. I was surprised that Matt Maloney was nineteen 1980s basketball shorts. Yeah, they used to get um, mad at Elmore Spencer, who turns forty nine. Like, who the hell fifty and under named Elmore? What are his parents thinking about um, <laughs> former Philly and Philly's manager Larry Boa turns seventy three. Uh, rest in peace. Shout out to uh, New York Giants great Otto Graham. Uh, he he was born. I'm sorry, December sixth, nineteen twenty one. Died December seventeenth, two thousand. So at least he saw one last birthday before he passed on. And we also want to give a birthday shout out to some of the homies, man. Shout out to the homie James Anque and DJ Willie G and his punk ass. Um, we're not going to give you their ages, but shout out to them anyway. Birthday, we like to yay! give a war room salute to all of these cats on their birthdays. Real quick before we get into this NBA rap. Y'all can check out our website at warroomsports.com if you want to call in and speak with us about any of today's topics. Scratch that about NFL and I'm, I'm tripping NBA topics, most notably Kevin Durant letting his hands go verbally on LeBron James and his situation. Um, y'all can call us 323-410-0012. Press one when prompted. If you're already read, if you're already listening from your phone, just go ahead and press one. If you want to holler at us and the NBA rap is brought to you by digital extreme technologies. Do you or your business need a custom website? Well, for dynamic, professional, and most of all, affordable custom website solutions, you need digital extreme technologies. No need to break the bank for an effective online presence. Top quality, results-driven websites at incredibly affordable prices. And yes, you could put something on it. Finance options are available, so visit digitalextremetech.com or call 267-205-4203. And if you want to get the hookup, just make sure you tell them that they're brothers from over at War Room Sports this year. All right. We flying through this. Couple, couple quick shout outs to the, to the cats just doing their thing in the NBA this week and this month. NBA Players of the Week are homie, um, um, oh, I'm my bad. I'm still looking at Ruben Foster. But Paul Millsap and the mute Kawhi Leonard are your NBA Players of the Week. Your NBA Players of the Month, Tobias Harris and Giannis Antetokounmpo. They were actually the Players of the Week last week as well. So, I mean, I guess that goes a long way to getting NBA Player of the Month. And your NBA Rookies of the Month, Luka Doncic, the Dallas Mavericks, and Trey Young of Atlanta Hawks. Two guys that got traded for each other on draft night. So, shout out to all of these guys for receiving these weekly honors and these monthly honors but we got some other stuff that we want to talk about. Um, the NBA players, because it wasn't just KD, but KD let his hands fly so well, so eloquently, even though he a B.I. Um, his stuff got the most attention because especially when you're widely considered the second best player, you know, on the planet, as these Americans say, you know, what you say holds a little bit more weight than some of the other guys they ask. But basically, we're talking about why a lot of superstars, because the Lakers, you know, they they got LeBron James, and they figured that a lot of people, you know, were going to want to just flock over there and play with him and create another super team. Uh, We saw what Paul George did. He ended up staying in OKC after, you know, saying for a long time that he was going to be a Laker because he grew up 
in L.A., and that was his team, and he wants to play there. Um, the reason that the Pacers traded him was because they knew in free agency they were going to lose him to the Lakers. It didn't happen. You hear Jimmy Butler, before he got traded to the 76ers, his list teams like the Knicks, the Clippers, and, and, and somebody else. Like, he didn't even mention the Lakers. Kawhi Leonard, even though he didn't say anything himself, reports say that if he goes back to L.A., it'll most likely now be for the Clippers. So this is interesting because this is a conversation that we've had for a long time. And just like Kevin Durant pointed out, this is no knock on LeBron, but it's obvious for anybody except for a fanboy to see why other superstars don't want to play with with LeBron. So what do y'all think about some of the stuff that Kevin Durant said, though, because he actually, you know, there was a lot of buzzwords in this that everybody got excited with. He said that there's a toxic environment surrounding LeBron James. He also went and pointed out that there's a lot of dudes in the media, a lot of fans who are straight fanboys of LeBron. And it's hard to be somebody, especially if you're a star in your own right, it's hard to play with him because the fanboys are always going to make it a situation where if they lose, it's all your fault. It's all the supporting cast fault. If they win, you don't get any credit. It's all LeBron. And we can attest to that by the fact that we've been and somebody it for pointed a this out in the video. When you talk about Cleveland winning in twenty sixteen, you talk about that final game and what went on. They show all the time, they show that great block. It was a great block by LeBron James that, you know, set up another possession for them to do what they did. But tell me guys, in comparison, how many times do you see highlights of uh, Kyrie Irving hitting that big three to basically seal the the series versus how many times you see LeBron playing golf on the backboard with um Andre Iguodala's shot. Like, that's the kind you, of thing uh, they're talking about. Do y'all think you, he has a started, Here's the thing. You started to allude thing, to, right? the, to the need for the spaceship to be built. That's one of That's one of the things that I think confirms it because in my life, I've never seen a block celebrated over a game-winning shot. That's when I know, like, life has changed. Things are different here. Like, they celebrate the block over the game-winning shot. It was a great block. Part of the game. I'm not going to say it. I mean, great, I mean, I mean weird, but if it was Tyree or Thompson or somebody making the block and LeBron making the shot, we'd never see that block. <laughs> we'd never see that block. Here's the thing, though, right? I've actually read his letter. I understood a lot of what he was saying. Yo, but a lot of it, honestly, the way I took it, because it comes from KD, and that's why sometimes it's not just a message, it's a messenger. A lot of it came off as jealousy, for one, and a lot of it came up, it came off to me as him still kind of making excuses for his decision because he still criticized for where he went and how I can agree with perceive that. him as a player. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't disagree you know with that like, at all. Yeah, I don't disagree yeah, with so that. Like, okay. I'm sometimes I'm sometimes like, a bad messenger – delivers a message that makes sense, message. but that messenger yep. may still have an agenda on their own. Because, no, the way he yeah. talked about the media, it did sound like, was, it sound like he was jealous because the media don't take rides on, on you know, his wood like that. Yeah, it, it sounded like, sound <laughs> like this is what's wrong with playing with him. Why don't y'all treat me like that? It came up to me as a little right. bit, like, kind of jealous. And it wasn't yeah, he, he was, going, he was going at Nick Wright and Shannon Sharp's neck. Nick Wright, Nick Wright, I mean, Nick they, Wright they took it personally. To have, they, they just, 
they deserve to have like their neck going at like when you come on set and you're wearing a goat hat with his jersey. That's like, <laughs> man, listen, man, yo, yo, man, in, 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 in my in my King Erner voice, man, his honor has to be snatched, man. That's <laughs> not his honor, man. Like, <laughs> yo, I, I just, I know, I wasn't, I wasn't raised that way, man. Like, I just don't like. And, and the thing is, like, you know, I mess with Shannon Sharp with a lot of his points, but no. sometimes, like, no. these cats just take it too far, man. I wasn't raised that way. But Joe Joe is, for Shannon, Shannon Sharp, you're older than him. I can't do that. Yeah, that, that's the thing. Like, cause that's a thing. Yeah, first of all, like nobody at all, but at least nobody that's younger than me. Like, I can't be all on his. Come on, man! Like I wasn't raised that way, man. You 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 can show someone respect without like like tickling their balls. Yo, <laughs> my balls. King Erner, King Erner gets with JoJo. I doubt Dev know why, but Jimmy, you know why. King Erner gets to me. I'm not, I've never I'm seen him, but Jimmy told me. Listen, be awesome. I told, I, be awesome. Yeah. I spend way too much time on YouTube, man. All I'm saying yeah. is. Finish. Yo, Jimmy be saying stuff. I be embarrassed. I be embarrassed to admit I've seen King Erner video. Yo, what are you talking <laughs> about? Yo, I only brought that up. I only brought that up. Live and direct. Live and direct. Only brought that up to say Shannon Sharp got to get his honor snatched. That's all I'm saying. Yo, but I'm yo. He made a lot God of Dallas points, man. But like said, I said, he said if KD didn't have cooker bugs, He'd have more goat appeal. He should endorse Murray's. Yo. <laughs> yo. Yo. KD came off as a little jealous, man. And it's like, yo, you can't KD, throw shots when you got burner accounts, cuz. KD head do look like a baseball field in the hood. <laughs> yeah, it's funny, right? It's funny. It's funny because yesterday, yesterday I'm watching this, um, I'm watching the Sixers Raptors game. And they show like the um, commercial for the games that come on Friday. So, you know, the Sixers got national games twice in a week. But, uh, so they show the Warriors is like the second game to come on after the Sixers on Friday, and they put KD up on the screen. And like even my wife was like, "Yo, he don't have no picture without his hair looking that peasy." I'm like, "No, dog." <laughs> <laughs> like, yo, but like, but like, like with his hood on, because you know all the warmups got hoods on, so you know they be having hoods on. Did you see the picture ESPN is using to advertise that game? No, I feel like whoever made that trying to play. I, I feel like whoever mm-hmm. made that they're trying to play him. They probably yeah, they definitely are. Can we move away from KD being a back? Can we move away from him being a Charlie and yeah, move to the actual message? Because the message, yeah, the message, message was on point. The message was on point, well, and it was honorable. It was honorable. <laughs> Yo, but hold up, though. I, I agree. I agree with a lot of his points, right? But I think there's also some problems, right? Without when, when I look at the NBA now, and um, I think it's impressive what Denver is doing. Um, and there's a couple other teams like that too. When you look at the Clippers, who kind of like had addition by subtraction, when you get rid of all these star guys, and now you guys are playing at a high level, yo, know, I think that as as much as a super team and thing happens, I think that it's kind of going to be going as fast as it came, pause. Because what people are realizing is, I don't necessarily need three stars if I get people to play, you know, Larry Brown voice the game the right way. So even when I think about like LeBron and KD, I, I think it's, it's going to be gone because some of these owners are going to come to their senses and say, "Yo, I'm not paying him that. That's not honorable." No, but I don't even think that. Be honest, I don't know if it works. It's, I don't even know if it works. Like, True. The Warriors yeah. work for a specific reason. The Warriors work because they have pieces that fit a certain way. 
But and people the, just be trying to add Rockets names to the roster. Yeah, well, people listen. trying to add names to the roster. And I don't even know if the super team thing works. Let me let me read some of the quotes from this article, not just from KD, from some other people. Tyson Chandler even weighed in. I think this is when he was still, you know, he was about to be released from the Suns. He already knew that he was, at this point, he already knew that he was trying to go play with LeBron. So his comments are basically saying, like, I'm all right with it at this point. But what he said is, if you've got LeBron, you've got to make it all about LeBron. Um, they said he said this a few days before he became a Laker. You've got to be able to coexist with that and fit with that. Who who are you, where you are in your career, and how do you fit in? It's a sacrifice, but it's a sacrifice for winning. Um, and that's another thing people say, like, winning, if they just mean, you know, being in it, being in the mix, being a contender, like, that's going to happen all the time. But there's never been a guarantee. Um, I know in this in this article they also brought up, you know, they brought up Chris Bosh, how he was a, one of the top players in the league when he went down and joined Miami with them. Um, shoot, but the, the year before LeBron, the year before they joined Miami, he was in Toronto putting up like 24 and 11 or something like that. He goes down there and becomes an afterthought. So in his case, hold up, in his case, B, he gets two titles out of the deal. And I think, you know, it solidifies his Hall of Fame resume, but his legacy is different than what it was trending towards before he joined that team. Like, he's still going to be looked at as an afterthought when Chris Bosh was one of the more talented dudes in the league going into 2010 before he, you know, sacrificed to, to, to win not six, not seven, not eight. So, you know, I can, you know, Kevin Love, for, for what we thought about him, numbers are numbers. We might not have thought he was as good as his numbers stated, but, you know, numbers are numbers. He joined LeBron. He became a spot-up shooter. Kevin Love could always step out and shoot it, but he was never just a spot-up shooter. So you, so you do have to make it all about LeBron. Like, if you had a pass being a star, you could forget that. Dwayne Wade had to take a back seat to where I think it may have hurt his individual legacy a little bit. So mm-hmm. it, it, it is what it is yeah. when, when you play with LeBron. Y'all go ahead. I'm going I'm to look Yo, for some more of these quotes. I'll- all I was going to say is KD, KD the type D to say all this and then sign with the Lakers next year. And then sign with the Lakers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he definitely if, yo, if he signed with the Lakers, yo, seriously. Like, because I've always been a fan of his. Y'all know what I We're think of him as a, as a person after this Golden State thing. If he does that now after saying it, because he said a bunch of stuff before he did what he did. He talking about back yeah, then. Like, man. What happened? You know, everybody want to be on the Heat or the Lakers now. What happened to going at these people? <laughs> then he joins the, the the team with the greatest record of all time, <laughs> and 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 now this he let his verbal hands fly. If he signed no. with the Lakers, yo. But I don't. I don't think it was. At, I don't think it was at LeBron. Like like no, he, he said he, it was said about it the fanboys. Yeah, he said it's it was not about, about LeBron, the but it's and about the environment when you play with LeBron. I mean, that's the yeah. thing. Even when we talk about this, like, we don't use buzzwords like toxic environment. Like, he went above and beyond to say things that he knew was going to move the needle. He knew this controversy was going to stir, even if he said, I'm not going at LeBron. So, right. Yeah. You call the environment toxic. Listen, Dudes are going to take that the wrong way just because we live in insensitive yo, times. Yo, K, KD, KD, KD is a kitten, man. He need to worry about, like, getting the chemistry right with his own squad, man. 
He he, he named names and everything. He, yo, his own hair. Jim, he named names and everything though. He like if you're, he said it depends on what kind of player you are. If you're Kyle Corver, just said his name out of the blue, then it makes yeah, he pooped on him because because Kyle Corver in Atlanta was the bulk of the offense, and he's not a number one option at all, not even close. So his talents benefit more from a guy who could pass and penetrate and get him open. If you're a younger player like Kawhi, trying to pair him with LeBron James doesn't really make sense. Kawhi enjoys having the ball in his hands, controlling the offense, dictating the tempo with his post-ups. It's how he plays the game. A lot of young players are developing that skill. They don't need another guy. Um, yo. Yo. Y'all going to think I'm crazy, yeah, he, right? But just bringing that he up. He directly pooped on I, Kyle Corver. I watched Kawhi play. I watched Kawhi play last night, yo. And that, right now, I wish I wish the Lakers would have got Kawhi and left Brown where he was. Yo. I know that's Remember how you. long it took me, Jim, to, like, you know, believe all the hype? Yo, Kawhi got game, cuz. Awkward yo, laughing. Yo, Kawhi got dude. <laughs> yo, who, Kawhi got game, Who was the debate about? Who was the debate about? And we wouldn't give it there. Like, you kept saying, no, he ain't better than Kawhi. Paul George. Kawhi versus time, somebody. I was Paul like, George. he's not better than Paul George. Because y'all know me. Like, to, to, to this day, I still think, I don't put him in, like, the, you know, the Tim Thomas category or anything like that. But I still think Paul George probably no, has. One of, if not the greatest skill set in the NBA. Listen, so I wasn't really ready no, to give Kawhi that. But Paul George doesn't yo, have no, the no, ultimate dog in him. That no, Dwight, no, no Dwight Howard. No Dwight Howard with this. But when you look at their two games and you go to the playground, you pretend to be Paul George. You don't pretend to be the ball with the braids and the New Balance contract. Not like yo. Paul George's game looks more... There's more yeah. pizzazz than you look whatever. At, you play, and the ball really but makes Kawhi mistakes, does man. Everything. He don't make a lot of mistakes. Yo, Kawhi does everything. He scores 30. He he's so efficient, and he he goes so hard on defense, Paul. Right. Like, yo, there's only probably one player that I would take over him in terms of putting on my squad right now, and that's that that's that freak ball in, uh, in Milwaukee because he just, he just from somewhere else. But outside of that ball, man, yo, Kawhi, man, I forgot. Like, I ain't going to hold y'all. Like, the, 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 the time he had off. Like, either I forgot or he got better. Like, I got one more quote to read from um, Trevor Ariza Paul before George we get out of here. He's also a kid. <laughs> um, Trevor Ariza said, if I was a free agent, I would have to consider everything. But my role is different than PG and Kawhi. They asked him to do different things than they asked of me. Guys similar to LeBron, why would they want to play with somebody who does all the same things? I can see why they would want to play elsewhere. So there's a lot of players who understand they're just not going out of their way to say that it's a toxic environment and all the media fanboys and all the stuff that yeah, LeBron could kept... possibly take the wrong way because, you know, he and Durant are supposed to be cool. Yeah. But he could take KD all of that stuff the wrong way. Right. KD went too far. But, but like we said, you know, why? Somebody showed a reason was saying, yo, come get me. But um, KD went a bit too far, man. KD, man, yeah. you get your honor snatched. But no, shout out to shout out to Mute, man, because I'm finally a believer because Mute will give you 30, D you up, and then walk off the court for that. <laughs> <laughs> and, jump, and jump in his 98 Tahoe. No doubt. So, and that's, that's Arnold. We got to get out of here, man. Jim, you want to take us out of here? Oh, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me, Deb, you got it. You got it. All right. Well. We'd like to thank you, good brothers and sisters, for joining us for another briefing in the War Room. Shout out to everybody in the chat room, Facebook, Twitter, the War Room Sports Game Time on the Group Me app, and all the callers who call in to holler at us. 
Special thanks to Gus Griffin for contributing his his betting expertise to the show. It's a lot of people still mad at you, though, Gus. They don't think you're an expert. You got to show them up. Uh, tune in next week live right here or on demand as we recap NFL Week 14 and preview Week 15. We'll also catch you up on everything happening in the NBA and, and let you know who else Kevin Durant decided to let his verbal hands go on. So until then, enjoy your weekend. It started next week, and we'll see you right back here next time. Uh, have fun watching those college playoff games and that Heisman presentation. Be sure to catch our conversations on Facebook and Twitter as well as our blogs, webcasts, and network podcasts on wovensports.com. Also, make sure you pick up a copy of Jimmy's book, Sports to Book, at warroomsports.com or sportstobook.com. Until next time, everybody, don't accept mediocrity. Be steadfast in the war against ignorance, and we will see you chumps on top. www.warroomsports.com What? Ain't no more to it. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.